The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Romacraft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time romacraft tobacco the after show the after show the after show it's the after show and we were talking about the beatles on the last show while we were smoking the eleanor rose from nicaragua what i didn't mention is so i'm saying it's about a seven in strength and it is seven-year-old tobacco, by the way, that is used in the Eleanor Rose. Maybe that's why, because I shouldn't like a cigar as much as I like it. It's this full-bodied, even though you say it's a three, Mr. Jonathan. We determined it was a 5.5, <laughs> which is only one and a half off of what I thought it was. It's usually one off of what I'm worth. So it's a, it's a seven to me. You're just going with this delusion, huh? Delusional. But um, today we are talking about um, what represents a country, a cigar that represents the country best. So imagine somebody comes into the cigar shop, they are relatively a new cigar smoker, and they say, I've been smoking cigars, I want to try a cigar from each country that best represents these different tastes so that I can decide if I like Honduran cigars, Dominican, all these different cigars. So we'll go Very through each t- It's a tough argument that we're going to have here because do you go across the board and say, okay, all of them are going to have Ecuadorian shade on the outside and the fillers are going to be from that country? Or do Whatever you try you to go Puro? Because that when you go Puro, you end up with a more one-dimensional cigar, but you do end up with more of those flavor characteristics from that country. Well, you do, you do whatever. It's your individual conscience. Yep. So the individual person I comes in. I don't have one of those. No, I know. You're the, you're the only one that works full-time on the sales floor. So I walk in the store. I say, I've been smoking cigars for about two months, and I'm looking to learn more about it. Can you give me one cigar from each country, and which best describes each country well, that's, of there to do it. That's the other thing is you're going to get to a country like Costa Rica that does produce cigars, but not a whole lot of them make, them, make it to the U.S. And the most famous one that comes out of there doesn't have Costa Rican tobacco in it. So is choose, it, choose. Is it a, a realistic representation of that country? That's up to you. You're over this person, it. This person doesn't know. It's you. That's the question they ask. And you're asking more questions, but they say, I don't know. Just give me a cigar from each one. You're at the cigar right. If we're going Costa Rica, you, I got to go with my new favorite. We're going with Dominican Republic first. So let's I, start with Dominican Republic. I got to pick, and this may be controversial. I'm going with the Red Anchor. As Dominican? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that tastes, it just harkens back to an earlier age of Dominican tobacco mm-hmm. that resonates with me. 
and I'm kind of I'm kind of playing like we did with the draft. I'm trying to leave myself a little bit of headroom, only because nobody comes in with an infinite amount of finances. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go a little lower priced on the Dominican, but it is so Dominican, and that's Jose Dominguez in the natural, specifically the torpedo. Hmm. Okay. See, if money's no object, I'm going to lead them to uh, Davidoff Cigar, but if we're keeping it value in the person. Doesn't matter. Uh, La Galera, Connecticut, Chavetta. Hmm. La Galera, good, good choice. I had that on my list, but I am going to go with La Aurora. Hmm. It's a good Old, choice. Oldest Solid. Cigar 1903. Factory. It could be anything from, from that factory, hmm. uh, but I remember when I got into business, People came yeah. back from the Dominican Republic and said, "Do you have La Aurora?" Yeah, they're everywhere on the island. Yeah, that was that was the big thing. So, uh, okay, there, there's something. Um, now we're in Honduras. What is is best that would do, somebody would say? I want the taste of a Honduran I'll go, cigar. I'll go first. We'll work our way backwards. Okay, from I'm going to go Aladino. Aladino mm-hmm. on my list here. Would you go Aladino Classic? Uh, you- I would go with the original Aladino release and let them know it's going to be a little bit stronger than what they might be smoking. So Aladino Corojo. Yep. So you think that his Corojo now says Honduras. Yes. I'm going to disagree with Barry, and I'm going to say Shocker. that it's got to be classic because Corojo is something I think you've got to work your way into. It's not something that somebody smokes it first time out of the gate and they go, oh, I love how aggressive this is. Whereas his classic is only a Corojo binder, very little Corojo presence, but it has a lot of flavor and very indicative of that Honduran profile. Both I have on the list. Go. I'm going to go in a different Aladino direction and actually say Connecticut. Aladino, Connecticut. It really lets you get more of the filler from that. that Sure. It'll give you the good Honduran flavors. And I'm going to go... Pancho Hoy de Monterey. Because you're really old. Because I'm old, but that, if you say what tastes like Condor and tobacco, not saying it's better. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying, okay, you want to know what Condor and tobacco tastes like? Here's a punch cigar that's going there. Okay, Nicaraguan. I would say first, not acid. I would not give them an acid cigar. It's made in Nicaragua, yeah, even yeah. though it's probably the biggest selling Nicaraguan cigar. You take that out, out of the, the bunch. Um, it's not even your turn. It's my turn. We're going to reverse okay, order. Go ahead. Um, I agree with Jonathan 100%. So in this case, I'm going to go, and it's not because you're sitting next to me. I'm going to go with the Toro size of the original Garofalo that is Nicaraguan. It's got some body to it, but it's not over the top. <laughs> what, it's a what cigar the Connecticut. Where's that made? Anybody, anybody Nicaragua? can smoke what, that cigar. What factory is that made? I'm not saying I don't want people to be drunk. Everybody's chomping at the bit to have a drink right now. See, I was agreeing with Jonathan because I was sure he was going to say Perdomo, which yeah. he did indirectly, indirectly, so it was clever. All right, so what do you say? Um, I love me a Perdomo Champagne. Okay. Perdomo Champagne. See, I look at Nicaraguan's tobacco as being spicy, uh, a, a little bit, you know, more peppery, and I would go Aganorsa Leaf, Connecticut. It's mm. a good choice. I, in Connecticut. 
I would say Huey de Nicaragua. Again, I'm go- going mm. old school. Yeah. Yep. But you're uh, not wrong. No, but it's a very, very, very full-bodied cigar. You, right. know, you prefaced it you with could, a new you cigar could smoke. Back that off a little bit and go with um, Intemperance, the the Connecticut shade. Mm-hmm. That says Nicaragua. Yep, it's it definitely does. Nicaraguan. Yeah, that says Nicaragua to me too. We also carry it, you know. So if anyone's trying to buy all the ones that we're talking about, <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't even have Hoya de Nicaragua, but uh, assuming we had it. And then uh, you mentioned Costa Rica. You wanted to say badly Costa Rica. So <laughs> well, I'm saying uh, it, Costa Rica is a tough one because the only cigar I know of that has Costa Rican tobacco that is available in the U.S. is that Don Benigno. If it still if it still exists, uh, they were having trouble, and and that's why we had to discontinue Doesn't it. Does it still exist? I don't think it does. I, I, I haven't seen that out. guy in forever. <clears throat> I think he was getting out with the whole FDA thing. Maybe they'll get back in, but. They bowed out. But I'm going to say my new favorite, and this is of all time, and I think we're going to be all in accord on this, is that new Alfonso. I saved room. I went I went low price cigars all the way through. I got plenty of room. The guy's got 100 bucks to spend in my mind. Okay. I would introduce him to Atabe first. Hmm. Or do you go Bandolero to him? I would go Atabe. Yeah. No one second guessed anyone else's guesses, and then I say, I say mine, yeah. and it well, was shitting on it. Well, you disagreed with me uh, at one point, so I'm disagreeing with you. There we go. I'm, a, I'm not picking one. I think we really got to talk about tobacco producing countries because we're really talking about the flavor. Well, of, yeah, and they do produce tobacco there, but well, what's it in? Yeah, nobody says, but they yeah. make tobacco and it's used from other people, but they don't say it. So Mexico. <laughs> I don't want to, but I got to say Te Amo. Yeah. Te Amo is the only answer, right? It's it's a Puro. It's Mexican. It does a bad example of it because it's Puro. It would be better if it, if it didn't. Mm. You know, you take something like uh, Partagas that uses a Mexican right. binder. binder. Lots of cigars use Mexican as a wrapper. Yeah. Um, Mexican fillets in some things also. But if the guy says, I want to taste Mexico, here you go. There you go. I don't know what else you can do. I mean, you you could say you could go like stock Padron or any Padron, and you got a Mexican wrapper there. It's on your lips. The flavor is there. You're, get, you're getting the earth note that you get. It's just not overpowering. And last, uh, no, I got two left. Uh, United States. You got to go, go the American. American. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. You got El Titan de Bronze. Yeah. Um, which uses tobacco from other places, but the American is the only one that uses American, American tobacco. tobacco. But you could say something like Topper or some mm-hmm. Connecticut Broadleaf sure. cigars. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting that the American is brand new cigar, basically. It's only been out a few different times of it, but here they own the country. Right. As Atabay and Byron own. Well, you could Costa Rica. You could. There's a couple of Toscanos, especially the new Master Blend series that feature American tobacco. So you could right. say you could pick a Toscano and and go that the route. Kentucky. But if you if we would say Italy, you would say Toscano. You you there's blends that have that feature Italian tobacco. Yeah, and you had like Cao. I don't know if they even still make it. They had the Italia. Yeah. I see AO, but you would say still Toscano. Toscano. Mm. There's another sleeper out of Honduras that really does give you a good 
um, and when when you're blind, you can't not say it, and that's twenty two eighty three. It's I know it's all Corojo, but it's yeah. a it's a lower priming Corojo, and it really gives you that sort of aggressive Honduran flavor right at the beginning, and then sweetens up. Could you pick a Brazilian cigar? I give you a Brazilian reasons to get full body waxed, but no, the, nothing, no. nothing comes to mind of Brazil. No nair. <laughs> uh, Cuba. Let's assume they're, they're we all had, the same. <laughs> they are all the same, but I think you have to go with Cohiba, right? I think so. Yeah, you gotta go Bahike. Bahike. Mm. Jesus, I was I, I was too expensive with Alfonso. Mm, yeah, and if you want to go more pedestrian, the Partagas Serie D. Or even Hoya de Monterey Cuban mm-hmm. is, you know, it's the lower priced one. You're going to get the exact uh, same flavor. Monte Cristo number four. Ramon Alone is specially selected. It's a good cigar. Even though they don't have the strength and character that these other cigar brands do. It's time for incredible feats of strength. What a segue. Brought to you by Camacho Cigars. For six decades, Camacho have been working hard to build the best damn cigar around, and they have gotten through it all by sticking to their vision. The strength to do anything they set their hand to. Camacho Cigars. And I have the top ten strongest women of all time. What number are we up to? At number three. I'm running out. We have Inez Karaziski. We go to men after this? Well, we did men pulling okay. the boats and the houses and all that mm. shit. So what, what is next? Uh, she, I can't wait to find out. <laughs> she grew up in the city of Chicago, Illinois, and her grandmother adopted her and her sister. She excelled in high school at shot put and enjoyed volleyball. She spent her entire life playing volleyball, and she's only been into the sport of uh, strongest women for about a year, but she's consistently shav- shattering the global strong woman records. She has an excellent shot of being the next world's strongest woman at 165 pounds, and she'll be the first Latina to do it. What's any big number she did of lifting something, or you don't know? I just report the facts that I have here on my list, and that's that's all that's listed. No questions. Can't ask any no, questions. No questions. Do you think she could lift an 865-pound pumpkin? Probably not. All right. Maybe with a pulley. You could turn that into something now. <laughs> that you have a bunch of strongest men trying to lift the pumpkin. Yeah. You need somebody to put it on the dolly anyway, mm-hmm. and then you have a contest. Huh? All right. My boy Eric listens to the show. He's got he's got oh, contacts yeah. that are very strong. Strong people. <coughs> strong they put people. a strap on it, and they only have to lift it two inches. We I don't think you need a strap on with a pumpkin. I just don't think. <laughs> oh, how would you put your hand on it? <laughs> Not a strap on. Then you got to go a different route. It's the it's only not, way that it's to not going to be strong enough. That's what they do. I love when the double entendre is lost. How big on of him. a strap on are we talking about? You're talking dirty shit again. <laughs> <laughs> if it gets Pam to laugh, it was worth it. All right. I, uh, we did Beatles questions. I saved five for Ooh, this. So just yell, yell out the answer if you know the do, answer. Do we know what the score is currently? We're, we're tied. We're tied. Yeah. Okay. And Jonathan has nothing. No points we for him. We must have three God, or four each, right? May God have mercy on us all. Name the name of the song. All the Lonely People. Eleanor Rigby. Boom, Ed Sullivan. It's no fair. You said it like 30 times during the regular show. <laughs> so you should have known. I don't like the Beatles. 
Okay, name the song. And when I touch you, I feel happy inside. I want to hold your hand. Yes, Barry. Those lyrics are wrong. It's still tie. Lyrics. I'm not half the man I used to be. Yes, Hallmark. Yesterday, Ed Sullivan. Damn it. Your turn, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Jonathan, there's two questions left. I had 15 questions. You are the DJ here, and you answered none correctly. I I think I've played a Beatles song three times in the last 25 years. That's the problem. (laughs) Name the song. Anyway, you'll never know the many ways I've tried. Anyway, you'll never know. Long and winding road. Boom. Ed Sullivan takes the lead. And you were guessing. I don't think it's a guess. One question left. Come on, Mr. Jonathan. One question (laughs) left. Don't go out as the biggest loser. You'll still be the biggest loser no matter what. I'm the (laughs) smallest loser. Have you seen the panel? You know I worked all day to get you Hard day's night. Boom! Mr. Jonathan. Shot in the dark. I was going to say it no matter what. (laughs) He's got it. He's got it. So that's good. Oh, that's great. That's, uh, that one hadn't been guessed yet. So yeah. So what else do I have? We got a few minutes to kill. Um, representing cigars, representing I wanna, the, I, the country. I want to address something that happened this week, and, oh, and I don't want to name names, but I want to get the panel's opinion on this. All right. All right. So I'm guilty. You haven't talked to somebody in ten years. Yep. They call you. And they need sixty three dollars. Sixty three. Sixty three dollars. I'm intrigued. Right they don't. Away. They for some reason don't have access to sixty three dollars. They need mm-hmm. it right now for their uh, medication. Yep. That they need to save their life. Okay. What's the play here? I give them the sixty three immediately. Yep. Jump in a car, you gotta drive to them, and bring them the sixty three. I the only person that thinks this is a weird number, number one and number two, this is some sort of fishing expedition Do- to maybe sap more money out of you? Doesn't matter. For sixty three dollars, it's worth it if they never contact you again. That's interesting. It's like yeah. the scene in a Bronx tale when that kid owes him money. Mm-hmm. And Dave and I have discussed this, you know, this money lendery thing, and if they go away forever, it could be a bargain. All right. You've changed my mind. Mm-hmm. I immediately want to send, like, help to their house, and let's get counseling, I jumped, intervention. I jumped in the car, and I helped immediately, and I had a lot going on, but I dropped what I was doing. And you did have a lot going on. Yeah. You do have a lot going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot going on here. Are you busy? Busy guy. Wow. A lot happening. Me too. Yeah. No, you're not. But you're keeping yourself busy. (laughs) You think this pumpkin thing is not time consuming? (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) Did you see the pumpkin? I did. I got to wrangle two comedians to try to get them in a pumpkin fashioned into a boat. Did you meet them? At the fair? Yes. How did Everybody the negotiation, went their own way. Yep. How did the negotiation go to get the pumpkin down so low on price? Was it, this is what I have in cash? So the, no, the people listening don't know what's going on, that you bought the large pumpkin at the fair. Right. And I'm not convinced the guy who sold us the pumpkin owned the pumpkin. So he had, turn it into a boat so they can, they can 
pedal the boat down the ocean. Yeah, it's going in the Atlantic Ocean. But the guy who came to sell us the pumpkin had a name tag on and then introduced himself as a different name. Oh, wow. So it's not clear we bought the pumpkin from the owner of the pumpkin. But you got the pumpkin. Right. But so now it. pumpkins go for about a dollar a pound when they're giant pumpkins. Yes. So it should have been $862. Yes. And you paid? 200 all right. Is that because you had 200 cash and you said take it or leave it? It was interesting. The guy right away came out with an offer of 250. Oh, and you got to go 200 then. He's- well, Jimmy Dunn said 200. He said, I can't do it. Jimmy said, Well, all the money we don't spend is going to a charity, a food bank in Boston. He said, Well, 225 then. We settled on 225, but then he came back 15 minutes later and said, 200. You rethought it. Yeah. And so at that point, he says, see you later, take it. And you got to figure out how to do it, or he puts it in your car. No, what happens is... Uh, it's a giant pumpkin. There isn't a car on the planet this thing's going to fit in. It did. The, they got they had a truck. The comp- they had a truck. The competition was still going on at that point. Now, they have an intermission about two hours in. So we had to give the forklift guy 20 bucks. Get him to load. It was a loser at that point already, so we could load it in the truck and okay. make our escape. So twenty bucks to the guy that forklifted in the truck. Yeah, two two hundred flat to. Uh, so you got two twenty into this. Yeah. Plus you had to go into the fair. Ollie is. That's another thirty bucks ahead. Didn't cost a cent. Why? Celebrities. Well, we showed up at two o'clock, and weirdly nobody's checking anything. So we parked for free. <laughs> and just walked right in. Really? Yeah. Oh, you guys scored all the way around. Yeah, it was almost like a miracle. Now, Do you when think some- that pumpkin is what Charlie Brown had in mind with the great pumpkin? This is pretty great. And now you're going to carve it out, hollow it out. Yeah. Who's doing that? Well, as you probably know, you've got to put the pumpkin in water before you start to sort of see That's right. how it wants to float. Yes. Right? What's going to be the bottom. Then... I know this, but then I've you cut. To... Then you cut the top off. Doesn't that make the center of gravity change on the pumpkin? So one gentleman recommended to us that you know if it's not floating right, you use sand for ballast to even out that pumpkin. And since we'll be at the beach, unlimited the sand, sand. freight. <laughs> yes, there we go. And who I think... has to get in the ocean to hollow this thing out? Because uh, it's not warm in the ocean right now. TBD, but Jimmy Dunn owns a wetsuit. He still surfs at this time of year. Well, you you don't seem to think this will work. Are we going to name this the Gordy Howe 2? And all this will be filmed. Actually, somebody suggested Gordy, G-O-U-R-D-Y, <laughs> which I thought was Because Jimmy Dunn's boat, his dinghy that he does lobstering on, is called the Gordy Howe. Okay, what I want is Tony V to be in the boat. Tony's going to get a turn in the boat. Because he'll put a cigar in his mouth, and Jimmy Dunn won't. Right. But I think we're only going to let Tony float around in the calm ocean. And Jimmy will... Calm ocean. Yes. Where is there a calm ocean? Uh, Jimmy Dunn's got a spot for that filming activity. Then he'll go ride the biggest wave he can find in the pumpkin. And you are going to be in all of this. I'm going to be supervising. Is there a, a, a motorized portion to be able to capture the wave because it's not like you can paddle it like a surfboard you do oh you yeah paddle it. he can you paddle it with an oar but you with an oar yeah he's got plenty of you oars. can't 
catch a wave with a pumpkin. You oh, you're going to be surprised. You're going to see. Catch a wave with a pumpkin. There was a song about it, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're going on top of the world. Remember that song? Catch a wave with a pumpkin. Just as an FYI, the water temperature at Hampton Beach, where you're going to be doing this, is currently 59 degrees. Perfect. That's yeah. hypothermia and like. What do you think of that? that? That's big. That's the big pumpkin. And Jimmy brought Don- to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Well, he's going to send that picture off to Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe you'll get. They're going to try to. They're going to try spice. to. They're going to try to cut a hole in the pumpkin where the cup goes. <laughs> yeah, pumpkin spice, of course. Yes. And try to get it. Um, yeah, some of these uh, do have cup holders, so we will fashion a cup holder. My plan right now is and put the cup holder with the ashtray. Yeah, the silver ashtray that goes in that holds the cigar. Yeah, so see I've, what you can do. I've got even if a, it's a, just a photo, a, a battery operated reciprocating saw. I just picked up some twelve inch blades because these tend to be pretty thick in your giant pumpkins, and we'll just carve that out. You're gonna need a goddamn shovel so to dig them we're seeds gonna, out. Camp shovels, right, with the short handle. Yeah, you get in there, you scoop the guts. Although we're told by people who know, like Woody from the Giant Pumpkin Council, that there's less guts proportionately inside these giant ah. pumpkins. And you can get the seeds. They save the seeds because the seeds now make giant pumpkins. Right. Giant Just- pumpkin seeds. and make giant pumpkins. <laughs> and grab some of them because I, I'm going to throw some of them. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> I'm not a grower, really. This time but- next year, Dave's going to be complaining he no longer has a fence because the pumpkin <laughs> destroyed the fence. <laughs> yeah, so I think not much could go wrong with this plan. No. Nothing can go wrong. Make sure you film everything you possibly can, Hello. or unless other people are allowed to go. Am I allowed to go? Yeah, we're going to try to get a podcast out before, as soon as we lock in the, the date. You know, we got to check tides because we want the tide coming in, obviously. So it's <coughs> probably going to be Thursday or Friday. But, you know, if you... And today is Wednesday. This is the after show, so it's tomorrow. Yeah. And we can go to two Boston guys whack up a pie podcast and get more information on this. Yeah, and the most recent episode will have the actual launch location and time. Letting people show up at at their leisure, and it'll be Thursday. So I have to clear my schedule Thursday. Could be Friday. Could be Friday. We're still, you know, it's a very fluid situation. All right, it is. <laughs> Thursday high tide is 9 a.m. Will there be yep. refreshments or anything? Uh, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie and possibly... <laughs> pumpkin lattes. Yeah, maybe Dunkin' Donuts oh. will be there serving up the pumpkin pumpkin coffee, sp- yeah. pumpkin spice. Uh, I think high tide is 10 o'clock on Friday. Uh, according to Surf Forecast, it's 9 a.m. on Thursday. Yeah. And then again at nine eighteen p.m. No, we're not doing it. Yeah, and then on Friday it's at nine fifty seven a.m. Right. So, so Friday maybe comedians don't tend to get up early in the day. Yes, and um, the weather looks good on Thursday though. Thursday looks good. Friday's not bad, but yeah. Thursday is unseasonably warm. So we'll see. I think this is going to be a great thing. This is happening. And if you can't make it because you you live far away. It's being we'll filmed. Repo- we'll, it's being filmed and we'll report back to you. Um, not next week because 
It's 11 won't be no, here. No, no. Because after you do this, you have to go right to Detroit. Oh, where do you go? Obviously. Uh, Baltimore. 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 Yeah. One of those. One of those. Plus, next week place. we have the survey, and we got to really pay attention to the survey. We oh, can't yeah. have pumpkin talk during that. We'll have to wait for the return? No, I'm go- because I'm probably going, so I will report. <laughs> Dave will know what's I would like this. to go. Well, I'll keep you well informed. All right, so that's it for the after show. And next week is the survey, as Jonathan says. Survey says we will tell you uh, the 25 questions and how uh, our avatar, which will be um, what the the person that listens to the Cigar Authority, what they're like. Do you think they look more like you or do you think they look more like me? More like me. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.